1: <laughs> well, it's good to hear you back and your spirits seem high. Oh, I'm so
0: excited for today.
1: I am too, because you know what? We get to talk about creative stuff. We get to talk about selling stuff. And we get to talk to one of Kansas City's funnest personalities. Is that how you say it? Is it funnest or most fun? I wrote All books. I wrote books once. Uh, Aaron Folk of Lillian James Creative. Hi, Aaron.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me on.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks.
1: Yeah. All four of our listeners
0: are excited
1: as well.
2: You have a lot more (laughs) listeners. Everybody I know is listening.
0: It's about time we get somebody in here that that knows something about sales and marketing. I know.
1: I know. And that's a topic that I love talking about. And it's something that so many uh, people we talk to in our everyday. They're like, oh, I want to raise money. I want to get investment. I'm like, you know, you could sell something too. Yeah. So you're you're all right at that, huh? Um,
2: I like it. I enjoy it and I think I've been a little bit successful.
1: A little bit. Your company's grown really fast and that is a indicator that things may be going well. So what do you guys do at Lillian James Creative?
2: So we're a social media company, which means a million different things to different people, right? So essentially we do all of the content creation and distribution of anything that may go onto social media for other companies.
1: Okay. So when I want to Recently um, a Y Young came by and gave Matt dance lessons because yeah. every podcast needs dance lessons yeah
2: he's a good dancer too.
1: did you see the video?
2: Uh yes I actually <laughs> we have hired a Y for a company party in the past and mm. I also hired him for my son's birthday party
1: gotcha ah. Matt, Matt does children's parties I do oh yeah. well, yeah.
2: I've got him on my list for this year he, cool.
1: but he does uh, make me a bicycle clown oh yeah isn't yes. do you do balloon while dancing.
0: What oh, oh, and a, telling jokes.
2: That would actually save people a it's lot a of money, right? Because you wouldn't have to hire the balloon person plus the dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you could up your prices because you're saving them money. That's I how tell you could jokes sell that. And
1: I sing. That oh my God. If you've ever heard Matt sing or heard any of his jokes, you know that we're gonna ha- we have a big branding and marketing task ahead of us. Yeah.
2: G. okay, we were just talking about Luke Wade before this. Do you know part of Casey Cruzs offering is a karaoke league that we actually are joining? And you guys should join as well. I,
0: I might actually do that. It's yeah. going to be so fun. A
1: karaoke league. Do you know one of the things that most people don't know about me is that I do have the voice of an angel. You're a good singer? Uh, no. Oh. Well, maybe. It depends on the song. I clearly have a like, really... Like, are you decent? Yeah. Actually, You're I... So I'm jealous. Yeah. But uh, I w- it's very song-centric. Like, some songs would sound really terrible because I don't really do high notes
2: are you going to carry the company in the karaoke
1: league uh for our company yeah probably <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be me yeah but not gonna, i'm going to be it. in
2: it only because they're going to let me because i'm the boss but besides that they're gonna be like you can go last and however it works
1: is it but and sometimes going last is like if you're in the olympic relay oh. team the last the anchor leg is the most important and i won't be going last so you're gonna have to go first Dude,
2: to you're gonna go saying. before anyone else shows up, Aaron. That's what
1: they're gonna say. I, oh, that's yeah. Thank so <laughs> okay. So as we are let's let's say we want to promote our karaoke league. How would your company help us do that? Actually, you know what? Let's come back to that. how did you what how'd your company get started? Like how did all this happen?
2: Yeah. So I actually am a college dropout. So right? am I.
1: Congratulations. Matt is too, and then fixed it.
2: Oh, <laughs> and then you went back? People ask me now if I'm gonna do that. And right now, it doesn't make sense in my life, right? Um, And then I had two kids by myself. So I wanted to start a company a very long time ago. I gave it a shot at one point after kid one where I decorated cakes. And I put them on MySpace. This is how long ago it was, right? And everyone thought that was very, very strange back then. And then I needed to get a job with insurance. And my decorating cakes was fun, but... It wasn't as much fun once I made it a business. So that was my first attempt at having a company move back to Kansas City because I had my son in Texas away from everybody I knew and found a job as a dental secretary, like the secretary at a dentist office, and very quickly realized it was a sales job, essentially what it was because I had to try to talk people into making their appointments then making their like treatment appointments where you are signing up to get more dentist stuff and find new people to come there. And so that same dentist's office, I put on MySpace and very quickly grew the people that came, their patients through MySpace, because we were kind of close to UMKC. And so I knew that's where a lot of the college students were. Uh, from there, realized in in apartments, it's so funny. I remember the day that I remember this. I realized, and if you worked at an apartment as the leasing agent, you got a discount on the apartment. And as a single mom, that seemed like The best thing ever because I was making $11 an hour having to pay for daycare, having to pay for living, all of our expenses like very, very, very tight. And so I was able to – I just worked some magic on the phone against sales, right, and was able to get a hold of the regional manager's phone number and schedule a lunch and got my job that way instead of going the traditional way through applying because it would get kicked out online because I didn't have a degree. Through there – Got a job as a leasing agent, very quickly realized their AKA worst property, grossest property, not nice property. Nobody wanted to go to, but it was the largest property and I worked off commissions. So talked to myself into that uh, and very quickly got them all set up on Facebook right then was changing to where you didn't have to be a college student to be on there. So set that up quickly after that, Twitter quickly after that, YouTube ended up growing that property company through all their social media to where that was like a 98% full property and never been over 70% and continued that throughout all their properties and was running all their marketing. Kind of tapped out there, right? Got as high as I could doing everything I could. Ended up at Pella windows, which is a super random thing selling windows just because I was following money and it was a sales job. Windows
1: are expensive. Windows are, are so
2: expensive. Yeah, I
1: did my house, my, all my whole house. It was like 35 grand.
2: It was. I the, it was not
1: a small sale.
2: I hated that job so much, but it was the one of the best jobs ever because Pella Windows is like a machine, right? Yeah. So they send you to Pella, Iowa, for three and a half weeks of just. Oh, like- that's an
1: actual place. Oh. Okay.
2: It's a place, and I went in February.
1: Yes. Oh, I heard. Pella, I've heard great things about Pella, Iowa, in February. I heard that's really the best time. Of year it was ago. like a
2: lot of people vacationing. It's there. the
1: opposite of Cebu. Yeah, I can see that. It was so. It was miserable,
2: and it was. Old school sales training. Like, open this door, close this door,
1: open this door, close this door.
2: What was cool about that is I had never had sales training. So Did you have
1: like a little flip chart and like, hey, this is where you go next?
2: All of it. There were tests. I mean, it was intense. It was like 10 hours a day of sales training for three and a half weeks and window training. Like, so I understood windows too, right? Like, so... I hated it, but I find myself to this day, like going back to a lot of those lessons. Yeah, I
1: was going to say that was probably, I mean, I look back at a lot of the, at my own history in sales and some like things that at the time I'm like, God, oh, this is stupid. But you look back at it and you're like, Hey, thanks. It yeah. teach you some fundamentals. Yeah. Just basic you, right? fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like batting practice or fielding, which by the way, Matt, you were brilliant um, at Royal Stadium that day. I know. I don't know where you develop that kind of power as a hitter, but you definitely should have been a baseball baseball. I hit some in the water. No, he's not. The water, the the puddle that was right in front of the home plate. Hey, 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 hey. No, no, no.
2: Matt, it sounds like you need to start hanging out with me because I'm probably worse at all these things that he's giving you a hard
1: time about. Uh I'll really be good for you. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Matt's an excellent window salesperson. Mm -hmm. Are you?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Microsoft Windows.
2: (laughs) 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 That's more my my type of Windows too.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I said his jokes so, are no good. So, uh, how did you parlay all this into being right. the queen of social media?
2: So, at that window company, I became their number one salesperson because they did kind of a ranking system, and you got you made more commission as well as you got all the the most internal leads if you brought external leads. So, I used Facebook and LinkedIn to start selling, ah, right? And so, but, like selling
0: Windows on LinkedIn, I guess. <laughs> You know, We've what's got p- appointments,
2: but, but people with money are on LinkedIn. But here's, yeah. but
1: you know, but here's the thing, like, uh, you know, I, I consider myself a long tail marketer, like who's out there actually selling. Well, you might be the best window salesperson on LinkedIn if you're the only person doing it. Yeah, who knows? You're right, though. There are people with money. That's a good way to, to probably. Did, so, d- using LinkedIn, were you did you target people obviously in your area? Yeah. And then did, were you using like, were you, did you make assumptions like, Hey, this person's a CEO, they might be able to afford it more than someone who's like the assistant to the assistant to the assistant of the intern.
2: For sure. I made a lot of connections there. So I never did any paid advertising at that time there, but, uh, what I did would do was what connect and build those relationships. right? And essentially LinkedIn became a big part of my story because when it was time to leave Pella, I was only there for a year and, uh, I wanted to start a business, still not in the same place, not in the right place to start a business. And I remember thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if I could have a social media company, but would anybody pay for that? And so what I decided to do is I went and became a salesperson at an agency to see kind of how yeah. agency life yep.
1: worked. Sure.
2: Uh, I was lucky I got in the only agency that I didn't believe if anyone will buy social media. So it didn't become a huge issue when I left. Uh, I don't even know if they they ended up closing their doors, but up until that, day. I was
1: going to say, how did that work? You say you're an ad, that was an ad or a marketing agency?
2: Yeah, it was, a and digital, they didn't believe they, they
1: didn't believe that social media was.
2: They like towards the end of that, they were selling it, but they had like one person in the corner that was like the thing they would do at the end of the day. They didn't really see like the vision that I saw. Sure. Uh, so I just kept up because I've always been in sales. I kept up that LinkedIn, um, and I grew my LinkedIn following, and then it was time to leave that agency. They were getting hit with a lawsuit, you know, kind of everything all happens at once. Right. And so I knew it was time to leave. They were getting hit with the lawsuit. They put in writing to me, Hey, if you don't join this lawsuit, we know you want to go somewhere else. We'll take away your non-compete, which opened up the door for me to start looking. And right when I started looking, uh, Nike reached out to me through my LinkedIn following and Nike wanted me to start working on one of their entities for an athlete that was about to hit, um, uh, he was about to hit the Hall of Fame and they were thinking about taking his brand digital. Was it me? No.
1: Oh, that's good. Not yet. I was going to say because Nike and is super I And you're super young, mania. so we're
2: not, we're not that yet. And I'm super
1: young. My career as an athlete is just getting started. So, all right. So you're sitting there and you're, uh, congratulations on that. Um, you know, I think I look back at my history as an entrepreneur and I had liked such a long, like I discovered. So you kind of discovered your business uh, intentionally, but accidentally there.
0: I I discovered it through sales. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, but so, like, my ticket business that, uh, that I ended up doing for eight years was total accident. Like, I was just like had some tickets to something and I sold them on on eBay and I made a hundred bucks. And I was like, huh, maybe I could do this again. Like, I wasn't even looking for that business. And, and, you know, I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're just kind of feeling around trying to find something that sticks and trying to figure that out. So, Okay, so, by the way, when you, it's funny when you talk about MySpace, A, eh, I've made a note here, I need to update my MySpace page.
2: <laughs> it's still out there. It's I, been
1: like 10 years.
2: Every yeah. now and then I want to show this picture of me and Vanilla Ice at the opening night at McFadden's.
1: Do you have one of those? It's
2: on my MySpace, so every oh, now yeah. and then I log in to make sure it still works and then show these people that I have- do Work for me. That I have no idea what MySpace is because they were five. Right? I'm like, look, see, I used to be cool so, too.
1: And you know, it's funny because that that for that seems like a lifetime ago. That was ten years.
0: I have a friend that worked at MySpace when it very first started.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember. I remember it was like ten years ago, and I was like, yeah, my MySpace page is done well. Like, but sh- do I really want Facebook? Like literally, like like at some point then like does MySpace is it so i they think do? it's
2: for musicians now okay it's more where you can put a lot of your music I don't it think always it was it always had a mm-hmm. lot of
1: music related justin stuff. timberlakes <laughs> was a huge investor in that after yeah. it had already kind of plummeted okay so so nike reaches out and now all of a sudden so that's a whale were you okay? <laughs> I thought is, it was gonna be. Is it well, okay? That's a, another topic we should yeah. talk about along the way. But at that point, do you kind of realize you are like, "Oh wow!" So here is the whale; it's on the line. But like, am I equipped and ready to deal with Nike? Uh,
2: well, I don't think anything through too much, and so I had
1: welcome to the club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had bought. I remember getting for my birthday one year. I got a hundred dollars, and I remember with that hundred dollars, I bought. My URL for like five years of my company that I currently have. I bought and I mean, I think it was maybe thirty bucks or whatever, right? But I had had this URL for three years because I believed at this time, I'm sure I was listening to some self-help book that if I bought it, it would it would happen. It was just a matter of I had kids and I had to pay for everything, right? And I didn't you don't have a savings account when you're a single mom, like at a, without a college degree, without a real like career job. You just don't have that. So I just knew it would be the right time. So I think the minute I got the call, I was like, it's the right time. There wasn't much thinking to it, but it was a lot of proposals and a lot of learning. And it didn't end up; they didn't end up taking the brand digital at all because of the the amount of time that they would in house build the e commerce site versus when he would hit the Hall of Fame and there's a bunch of analytics and numbers. But essentially, every day after the Hall of Fame, your net worth goes down, 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 down as an athlete. And so it didn't make sense. They're making 150 million dollars in exporting goods just sitting there the past however many years for Nike it didn't make sense to take this, this is one of their only brands that didn't go digital hmm. at all but I, I learned a ton so it was like the best big proposal to go through that makes everything else now look like if I I literally like we don't do RFPs because I went through all that stuff with Nike and it wasn't really necessarily let down because I knew the value of what I was learning but it was definitely like okay you spent all this time doing all yep. of this work for nothing nothing, and now we've really taken a different stance on rfps versus most agencies
0: you should see what we do at stackify we get these like 200 question security questionnaires (sighs) they're not even rfps they're just like security questionnaires do you fill them out for big clients we have to for a big one it's but they're it's atrocious it's just such a waste of
1: time i've been down that road and i you know matt we've talked about that here on the podcast because um it was Venn Solutions. You had some similar things. You like to see this big channel
0: client or someone in your life. We did some big RFPs yeah. for manufacturers and stuff, and knowing we weren't going to win the first two or three of them, but eventually they did. We like Eventually they had every website for every Lexus dealer, and we had some different things that, that we did. But it's a process RFPs and I stuff. I cringe around. when I hear RFP. Yeah.
2: So, in, in, our age, in our industry, where we're seeing right now is most RFPs are anywhere from 30 to 60,000 which is a big number, but my average contract is 24,000, right? And we've got contracts that are 80,000. If, if you're looking at them annually, not monthly, right? Which could turn into the next month they're with us, the next month they're with us. So for me, it just doesn't make sense right now right. to put all that time into it. If yeah. we grow and if we get into a space where we're getting bigger RFPs, then maybe it makes sense. But where we're at right now, it doesn't make sense. And I learned that lesson, I think, real quick.
1: Did you just fumble something, Matt? I did. That's because you had your cell phone out. No, nah, it fell off my chair. I know. Matt was like trying to hide that he was texting, maybe. Were yeah. you texting during class, Mr. Watson? No. Mm-mm. You go write your name on the chalkboard All 10 right. times. I will not text during the podcast. Yes, sir. Well, you don't have to do it. I don't really care. All right. You, you, if you were actually effect, effectively being an effective manager, you would delegate someone else. <laughs> do you want me to have Breland or yeah, Camille sure, come yeah, in to write, right. your, yes. write your name on the yes. board? Okay. So, all right. So LinkedIn, it's going well. Um, what do you think is, uh, what's a tip to either building a LinkedIn following or using it effectively? Because yeah. like, uh, well, can I lead with one? Because I think some people yeah. are terrible at their own profile. Yeah. I mean, isn't that just like the most basic place to start?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best thing about LinkedIn is, so the one piece I hadn't said yet is that the thing with Nike didn't work out, but I had gotten a bartending job for the, what that was going to be my like money coming in at the beginning of my business. I was able to quit in 30 days because I put one post on LinkedIn that said, Hey, I'm doing this. And I got other clients off of that. Right. They weren't Nike, but they were like some awesome businesses that were great first clients that were patient with me while I was learning my business. Uh, So I think that the one thing is people don't understand LinkedIn's where you get to tell your own story and people are there to listen they're there to listen and they either become your supporters and they want to help you grow your business or be your mentor or they become your clients because they want to do business with you and a lot of people see linkedin as just the place to get a job 45% of millionaires check linkedin daily and they do not like something like that 40% of them don't check another social media site
0: that's so weird which part that that many that percentage of people would use linkedin
1: yeah. LinkedIn is like some is makes a lot of sense to me on, on some days and it is enigma on others, you know, like, um, um, you know, some people, they, it's clearly there for those that want to not use Facebook for that same kind of purpose. But at the same time, I find myself more involved with a Facebook connection on a lot of days. And then sometimes not like I use LinkedIn a lot for recruiting. Yeah. Um, Use it for a number of different things. Now Matt is actually <coughs> very effective. You, you Matt, you're you're
0: quite effective at stirring up conversation. That's what I usually try and do on LinkedIn. I have fourteen thousand connections on LinkedIn. Um and I'm winning. I usually just try and stir up conversation. High. Twenty. Twenty.
2: Yeah. Ahead, I'm sorry. right in the middle. I've got about sixteen thousand followers.
0: You guys both kinda of quiet like
2: mice all of a sudden. Well, because I like that you.
0: Guys I'm trying to not show you up. No, so my I. Facebook, what do you
2: mean, stir up conversation?
0: Just um, <laughs> create conversation amongst my followers. Like ask open-ended questions, or maybe like stuff. Maybe yeah. make some some statement that's a slightly controversial, and get people to uh, talk about it or whatever. And and you know, on LinkedIn, if if a post has a lot of likes and a lot of comments, and all of a sudden it kind of. Surfaces and everybody's feed, right? And that's kind of the only way to get noticed yeah. by a lot of people. So I can go in there and sometimes they'll say, like, the number of people who have viewed your post, it'll be like 20,000 people have viewed this post. Yeah. So, you know, and the only way to do that is to create an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah. You definitely have to set yourself up as a thought leader in some sort of space, right? Which is what I think that I was able to do really quickly because the second I started my business, we also almost started this like subsidiary of the business that just runs under the business. but where we are, we have become the LinkedIn like expert. So, like major companies pay to bring me in to, to talk about LinkedIn. I do a lot of workshops around for some major companies. Um, Central Exchange, the all-women organization, has brought me in a couple of times to talk about LinkedIn. But essentially, what we're talking about is sales at the end of the day. Like, how do you become a thought leader there that leads to more business and whatever thing? Nobody's trying to just not grow their business and they're hanging out on LinkedIn or get more clients or have, you know, have some sort of connections that lead to eventual business down. So
0: as a business um, LinkedIn, you think from an advertising and sales perspective, is it best by just having the connections and posting on there or through their paid stuff that they do? Like what, what is the biggest, like what works the best?
2: So I think if you're going to do LinkedIn advertising, which we do, which one of my very best friends has actually done all the LinkedIn learning on the back of LinkedIn because he kills it at advertising. He just, that's all his agency does. is just LinkedIn advertising. Uh, And he had a lot of success. I used to be super against LinkedIn advertising till about a year ago. They've uh, changed so much of their like being able to really target. What it is, is it's very expensive to do LinkedIn advertising. So if you're gonna do it, you need to do it well and you need to know exactly what your goal is at the end and who you're gonna target market I was lucky enough that um, LinkedIn took me out there a couple months ago, and so I got to learn a lot about how they're like really trying to grow their advertising space, and and got to ask a lot of questions and meet a lot of people that are actually working on it daily. And I think that's how they see themselves because you know they were bought out by Microsoft a few years do,
0: ago. Do do they make it easy now to do advertising via retargeting?
2: Yes, a little bit. I think some of the privacy stuff is played in it's it's filtering over just so that they don't get in trouble they've never gotten in trouble but it's more retargeting just through business means versus like where you work location what your job title is not necessarily you know a race and um, family demographic
0: because when when we tried this before it's like only showing ads on linkedin like not very many people actually go to linkedin every day where if you could target like you know, for Stack Fiber, like directors at these software companies, whatever in this geography, being able to do retargeting against that group, but show the ads like anywhere, you know, on yeah. the internet. That seemed like the goldmine of like, okay, this is how we target people that fit our exact audience. But we don't need to show the ads on LinkedIn because they don't like go there every day, but they surf the web. But I
2: think they're getting ready to, or they have. So LinkedIn's gone from 400 to 600 million followers, like grown from 400 to 600 million just in 2019 already.
0: Of like members? Yeah, wow. That's that significant. It,
2: yeah, they're growing, growing, growing all of the time. They've gone from two thousand to five thousand employees in the last year and a half.
0: Wow, they're growing so quick. Is there anybody that even competes with LinkedIn? It's really think, its yeah. own thing, right? And I think really... Alignable
2: is trying to, but I don't think it's anyone. I mean, is there right? anybody
0: that competes with Facebook for that same thing?
2: Yeah, they're just too
1: dope.
0: But Facebook is sort of like where I go to waste time, and I can go lots of places and waste time, like Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or whatever, where LinkedIn is more like a business community always, yeah, yeah. right?
2: I have a fabulous uh, LinkedIn friend connection that she posted a video yesterday, and it was so spot on. She said, Facebook, Twitter, they're kind of like going to a backyard barbecue, where LinkedIn's like going to a networking
0: event. Right. Yeah, those I are the That's my different point.
2: Different mindset, different connections.
1: I mean, you don't ever see a picture on LinkedIn of what someone had for lunch or what their kid's wearing to a dance recital.
2: Not without a business spin on it, right? Right. So I do. uh,
0: It's amazing how the community self-governs that way. Oh, man, people get shitty about it. Oh, they yeah, Yeah. they really
2: do. And they stop following your stuff and then you eventually stop posting. I, you know, I put something up there this last weekend was Mother's Day. And so I, my daughter filled out her, you know, they have them fill out those mother's things like my mom's good at this, my mom's good at that. And so the one that my daughter filled out, it said, my mom's good at, and then she fills in the blank herself, she's seven, said making money. And so is what she put in there. And so I took a picture and put it on LinkedIn and spun it and said, you know, you're an entrepreneur when your Mother's Day present looks mm-hmm. like this, right? And one of the other sheets was, my mom teaches me and hers was to run a company <laughs> nice. right? versus like to cook Perfect. or something. And so, and that actually had a ton of traffic on LinkedIn. Because it's not necessarily work specific, right. but it's something people can relate really to that are in this.
0: Yeah, space. no, that was perfect. Figuring that's the thing about LinkedIn is figuring out how to twist those things mm-hmm. around so it's relevant and post content out there and whatever. So,
1: so if you, you said that until a year ago you weren't a big supporter of the CPC at LinkedIn, well, what were you doing? Like, I, because I think LinkedIn's the centric part about building your business. So, what, so we're just
2: doing all organic on LinkedIn for really. I mean, everything I've. LinkedIn has. I've probably spent more time in talking about LinkedIn as an agency than probably any other agency in this city. I would say, but we were doing a lot of the organics insane there still.
1: So define organic like just yeah. meaning like the posts and engagement, Post content or...
2: engagement, anything you're not putting a, a dollar behind that's okay. going to LinkedIn. Uh, the the advertising space requires a much bigger budget than a lot of clients that we started out with could afford. Too. So your uh, your cost per click there is is quite a bit higher. So it has to be
1: such as like what's
2: like you know. I know it's a
1: tough question to answer because certain things are going to closer yeah. to
2: fifteen, sixteen dollars on some. Okay. You know where you could get the same cost per click for maybe on the high end five dollars on Facebook. If like, it's
1: super targeted though, and it's like like yeah. for full scale, if it was going to uh, chief technology officers exactly. or people like that, I mean that because you can go through. Oh my God.
0: You can go through a lot of clicks. Yeah. So when you talk about posting organic on LinkedIn, are you talking about as an individual or the company pages? Because I've never done a whole lot with the company pages. Mm-hmm. Does does that work?
2: So the company pages only work if your individuals that are connected to the company page are willing to do the work as well. Right. So some of the things I'm gonna give away a trade secret. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, here we go! Yeah, here I like it. Wait, here hang on, hang on. I'm
2: really open <laughs> about yeah, giving away our effects. secrets.
1: We need sound effects. Wait, I have a drum button on here. I've never oh. hit it. Like it's going to be like pop. So no, I'm not going to do it. Go ahead. Trade secret alert. Spoiler alert. Time.
2: Okay, spoiler alert. One of the things we actually do is we actually, if we bring on a company that we that we see that the uh, the owners or the major salespeople or any faces of the company just. They're not going to be involved with LinkedIn. One of the things that we say that we have to do is we also have to be able to manage their LinkedIn. And every now and then you'll get a company where there's just like, like we have a property management company that is a large property management place. We've got one of their places right now. It's kind of a test run to take on the rest of their places. And there's just, there's not enough that we can do with their leasing people. They're not faces enough to, um, to be able to really leasing people switch in and out a lot. Right. So we actually made a whole nother persona, kind of an avatar, like to help grow the company page because you have to be all in on the personal ones to help grow your company. One does that make sense? Okay. So we will, we don't just manage the company. one. we'll say we need whoever one of the faces of the company is to help grow this because people want to work with people they like. At the end of the day, which gets weird when I talk about we're doing an avatar, but this avatar is taken off because it posts really fun stuff and it's an avatar and people know that. Like we're not pretending we're. Can you have
0: fake accounts on LinkedIn?
2: I probably not, but yes. I mean, (laughs) I guess you could. I don't mean is it a fake account? I mean it's it's a yeah it's an avatar account that we that we manage so it happens, but we've been pretty that's open for with the, what that's it for is. The,
1: that's for the purpose of creating continuity yeah. and a roster of people that sounds like it swaps out a lot. and exactly. that's. And, you know, you think about that. That's, uh, you know, something that a lot of companies deal with. You know, they have one person or a face or someone, and then that person's gone, and it's like, do we just start over? Yeah. Where do we go, you know? I think I want to be like the Wendy's Twitter oh, of, so link- of LinkedIn. Let's do it. Probably not a good idea, though. You can
2: so. do it good, though. Like Wendy's Twitter is savage. That's a, that's yeah. a kid. One um, of my 12-year-old uses that word a lot. So I'm I think to it's, put appropriate, in my it's an
1: appropriate term. So it's also savage. the word I use to describe Watson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: I can see that yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um,
1: mainly because mainly he's it. got a shirt off right now and is wearing war paint. What's up with that? Yeah. I mean, I said that like that love is a battlefield, but we'll get a video of this later. You know what? Actually, since I just mentioned love is a battlefield, can we play mixtape? Let's play mixtape. Let's okay. do okay. it. Mixtape, com ah. digital version coming soon. Is that better? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All
0: it's right. a party game. What's so,
1: party? uh, i it? No. No, no, but we are, Local we, we have did. invested in it and that's where the digital version is coming soon. So, I am going to name a scenario and then we will all name a song okay. that comes to mind and then we will vote. You cannot vote for yourself and we'll see who wins the best song to listen to while driving grave digger at a monster truck rally.
2: Katie Perry roar.
1: Mm. I'm
0: struggling. I I think it's got to be Fuck You by CeeLo Green.
1: Dude, that's like, that has been, you can't steal my default. I've used that for like seven. Okay. um, (laughs) Wow. And uh, I want to do something that like involves crush. I can't think of a crush. So.
2: Can I change mine? Yeah. Hit me baby one more time by (laughs) Britney Spears.
1: I'm voting for Aaron and I'm withdrawing my own answer. This is the first time in the history of mixtape I haven't had like six options. I was thinking about, you know, there's that song by White Zombie that was popular when I was mm-hmm. in high school that was about like driving your car like a million miles an hour. You know? Yeah, but I like hit me baby one more time. So are, you, are you I'm I'm going to vote for her. Cuz you yeah. can't vote for me. Yes. So Aaron, congratulations. You, you are the winner. Yes. Okay.
2: Do they okay. sell that down at the Game Store yet? That this is the dis- one in River Market. This
1: is distributed uh, through a company called Breaking Games. The founders local here. You can buy it on Amazon. It's Probably okay. the best oh. place to get it. It's fun.
0: Digital it's version sometimes available at Target.
1: Digital it's version, Target. Digital version. It, yeah, it is. That's available at over two thousand targets. Yeah.
2: There's a also other local entrepreneur over in the River Market that sells all board games, and you can go in there and play board games. We've been buying board games
1: there, and I'm a little bit obsessed. I would, I'm not a board game guy. Mm, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So back where were, what were we talking
0: about other than next time? We were talking about LinkedIn and LinkedIn advertising.
2: You want my LinkedIn tip? I don't think I ever get it. I would
0: love a LinkedIn tip. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. So here's the thing and I'm going to read you mine. So I'm going to pull out my phone. I hope
1: that's okay. And
2: so the LinkedIn headline is where a lot of people already put their job so most says like most people's there's what say ceo lillian james yeah
1: yeah, that's yeah right
2: but the whole point of the headline is the headline shows up with your picture and your name in the news feed right right the whole point of the headline is getting people to come look at your page so you need to have a headline i call it almost like this is where you get a chance to be a rapper it needs to be a hook so people want to come get more so I was mm. gonna read you mine. Okay. I, I changed right. mine out a lot. So this is my current one.
1: This is where the drum thing, and the drum sound effect would be good. <laughs> yeah, this know. is where we the We gotta drum step up go. our game, man. <laughs> we need a Foley artist.
2: One of these things is not like the others, like a rainbow with all of the colors. T Swift gets me, iTunes compares my co- my podcast to Oprah's. Someone once called me the Kim K of KC public speaking. It says nothing about what I do and everything about what I do.
0: And it's way too long to actually fit in the headline.
2: No, because it says dot, dot, dot. So they click on to read the rest.
0: Mm. Now they're
2: on my page. Now they scroll down. Now I got them.
1: Hmm. You know, I, so I, all right. So I, I, uh, I don't know, it was a year or two ago I went through and I put some emphasis on my own, you know, like I actually created my own video that's like, Hey, you know, my name's Matt DeCourcy. If, thanks if you're following me on Did LinkedIn. Did you link it right under the Yeah, it's like in there. It's in the profile or whatever. I uploaded it, which took forever for whatever reason. But, you know, talking about some of the things that I like doing and blah, blah, blah. I just feel like I've learned through a, a history of SEO that satisfying all fields on anything is a good idea. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, for example, if you do not have your picture on your LinkedIn page, I am not following you. I'm not replying to you. Or
2: there's a new setting. So a lot of people's pictures aren't showing up right now because there's a new setting. You have to go into settings where it says display and choose that your picture can be uh, uh, like everyone can see it, not just to your connections.
1: So, and I, and okay. Interesting. So I tried some different things, but the, the, the banner that I used that I think has been the most effective was I took a big stack of my books and I like fanned them out and I did that kind of like, you know, Instagramy kind of picture. So yeah. the first thing you see is like, all these books that say million dollar bedroom on them. And I should, I might revisit the change cause now it's like, you know, full scale.io co-founder or founder or whatever like that. And, and, but I got a huge response when it just said million dollar bedroom author. Yeah. Cause and I would imagine it's probably cause that was cause you know, whether you read the book or not, like the one thing people are like, I want to know what's in the bedroom. Just enough of an attention grabber in a world full of, hi, I'm the CEO, I'm the COO, I'm the associate president, I'm the whatever. But yeah,
0: what does yours say? On my LinkedIn, my headline? Yeah. It says, founder at Stackify and Full Scale, developer, serial entrepreneur, blogger, podcaster, and speaker.
1: What does mine say? And then and we all have our phones out. And I think, no, nah, well, I don't
0: have my phone. I only oh, have, a. Fine. I have a laptop. Here says founder, founder of full f- scale gigabook, yeah. million dollar bedroom, author, startup hustle, podcast, co host.
2: So I would challenge you to put founder at the end.
1: Yeah. Okay. Th- I was just yeah. thinking the same thing because that like
0: doesn't really grab. And it
2: already says it in your experience.
0: Yeah. But true. when people are looking at it in the, the like in their feed though, are people more interested if you're a founder? No. No? So you nope. see like the books or whatever and it's like, I don't know, I figured that was, I don't know, maybe it gets attention.
2: You know who's interested if you're the founders? Salespeople.
0: That's probably true. Oh, this is super creepy. What? I just pulled up my LinkedIn and your post is the first thing in my feed. Yeah. Ooh. That is super creepy. It's also like kind of confirming. How the hell is that?
1: But that's confirming that somebody knows what they're doing.
0: And this picture of you is kind of creepy too. What's that? That's because we put put
2: Jordan in charge. Jordan, who's on our sales team, in charge. What what are the the odds
0: that I pull up LinkedIn and you are the first thing in my feed? Mm. That's what I do.
1: Why am I not the first? I want to be first. You're never in my feed. You want to know
2: why that came up first in your feed? Because I posted that yesterday and then I waited the appropriate 12 hours, 12 to 24 hours to comment on everybody's comments. So now it re-hit newsfeed.
1: So you should wait twelve hours? Weird.
2: Only on LinkedIn. I think algorithms work like that, yes, right huh. now. Twelve oh, to twenty-four hours.
0: Oh, algorithms. And then
2: you don't comment on the new ones, then you wait another twelve to twenty-four hours. I can make that keep coming up
0: for the next keep, couple days. Keep making it pop, huh?
2: Yeah. What about my reaches on that?
0: I think she just dropped a second tip. It happens,
1: man. You know, it's funny. People still aren't going to do it.
2: It doesn't matter how much you tell them. Well, that's them. my do point. It.
1: Well, that's what I was just about to say, Aaron, is, you know, you can give people the best tips in the world. It's about execution. Yeah. Uh, I, some free advertising. We actually um, hired your company for, uh, uh, we'll call it a trial because everything's a trial, right? But it was really, you know, LinkedIn, you know, Matt and I have had an ongoing conversation about LinkedIn advertising and stuff. So, like we realized that the people we want to talk to are there. Yeah. And then we just want to take it another step, you know, like where, you know, where it's at. And I've seen certain posts. So I have um, a large following in Cebu. Like I wow. have my 21,000 followers, probably 6,000 of them are in Cebu. Because wow. I'm trying. That's where we have all, that's where yeah. our employees are. And I've had some posts, like when we announced the new office. Oh my God, man, I don't think I've ever had a social media post that had more engagement. I mean, it had like six, 700 likes. It was like, you said it was like 20,000 yeah. views. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the thing that I realized as well that, and part of the thing that was tough for us to scale was, you know, you talk about like, who's going to be the face or the voice or whatever. When I reach out to people there and I say, Hey, I would like to, I would like it if you would, if you're interested, we'd like to talk to you about working for our company. And they, that That message is heard completely different than it than when it comes from a recruiter at our office. They're like, "I'm honored." I'm like,
2: "I have a weird, weird recruiting thing." I think that recruiting is one of those industries that needs to revisit what they're doing before they go away. Yeah, and I I think that's one of the last Uh, industries looking.
0: Well, so talk about recruiting. There are companies now that are offshore in places like that that will do recruiting for. A fraction of the price of a yeah. local recruiter will, and they'll like like Stackify, we go to them and say, "Look, we'll give you three thousand dollars a month, and you're basically gonna have a full time person all day long that is recruiting just for us." Yeah, and we don't pay you twenty percent or whatever. If we hire somebody, you yeah, in marketing us. it's
2: usually thirty percent of whatever the person's it's salary. It's insane, and I can see how it worked before the internet.
1: For forty for forty grand that. for forty grand, I'm willing to take a stab at recruiting my own local <laughs> employees before <laughs> I'm hiring wrong, a header. Yeah. I'm just being
0: honest with you. Like well, I so have a very tough time mean, writing that. Here's path. the okay here's about. the flip side of it, right? So think about full scale, for example. Uh, we have an employee. Let's let's pretend we could build them out for ten grand a month. Okay, every month we don't have that Which person would be way higher than any. But we're ever. just per- sure. pretending, right? If we lose a lot of money if we don't build that person out every month. So if a recruiter can help us find them much quicker, then that's revenue we would, you know, be able to receive much quicker. So for some companies like that, the speed of it is yeah. important from that well, another perspective. Thing, right? another it's opportunity thing cost is, that's lost. Well,
1: it, and with that, because I, I am actually a, a big fan of, of certain recruitment vessels, but the, the headhunter, like some of that with the rising cost of certain people, I mean, it's mm-hmm. steep. Like I said, like 40 grand, like, what are you doing for me?
0: Like, I think it's always going to be around for executives. The, the,
1: positions. Yeah. But when you look at certain things, like, you know, you put an ad on indeed or something, you get 200 replies to it. And then, you know, like you got to go through them, you got to whittle yeah. them down, you got to do all these phone calls. You got, you know, you're hoping to maybe get twenty people in. Now you're going to interview them, and now you're down to five. And then you want to hopefully have someone that you don't even know if they're going to be good until they actually show up at
0: the job. What's absolutely crazy right now is so a software developer around here makes one hundred and twenty to one hundred forty thousand dollars a year now to pay a recruiter twenty five percent of that's forty grand, dude. Is you know thirty grand, whatever the number is, yeah. We can provide a full-time person in Cebu for, for almost a amount. year, yes. for at least over six months, for the same amount of money of just the placement
2: fee. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what we're That's saying. insane. Like, there's so many other options. That's insane. Like, you guys have an awesome option, right? Why wouldn't people, I just don't get it. And, you know, a lot of times, you said a trial. We only do three-month um, three contracts and then roll over month to month because I kind of see everyone as a trial. Right. Now at our right. business, I'm to the point that not everybody even gets to try the trial right? Because there are certain industries that I don't, I don't think it matters anything we do. Like if you don't want to adapt your industry to what's really going on, I can't help you.
1: Well, we do that. I mean, and you're basically just talking about turning some people down. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll go through that at, at full scale. Like some of the things that well, you know, we want to see that you have the ability to manage the teams because we don't man we our clients manage their own projects, yeah. and we've have quickly determined that certain that. client that certain profiles fit better in the success model, and yeah. um, then also like if someone I, inherently, I'm not overly concerned with what our clients do because we don't manage it, but if it's something that is just clearly like going to flop. I don't like that either because we could do the greatest job in the world, and Mm -hmm. because they can't manage it or it's just bound to fail. um, You look at some reputation management there too, like you know, like you've done a great job, but they didn't know how to you know deal with it. Um, And then some people are just shitty to deal with. I don't have time for that. You know, like life's too short to have clients that suck. And that's a big thing too. And like, you know, that's, I imagine that's a hard, you know, we got, we're almost out of time here, but, um, and actually, you know what, as, as let's just go right into this, cause we like to have all of our guests give some tips, uh, either for entrepreneurs, they can be do's, they can be don'ts, uh, they can be whatever. Um, you know, what would you say, um, to people that have, that want to do what you do or, You know, like, I mean, get, drop some knowledge, give some people, save someone some hassle.
2: Okay. My, I'll give you my number one overall tip at all is just ask. And what do I mean by that? So uh, I think part, a huge part of why I've been successful is because I wasn't afraid of no at any point. So I wasn't afraid of that when that comes to clients for asking for money, for asking for appointments, for all of that. Right. But I also wasn't afraid for some of the things that were super out of the box. So I knew very quickly on we needed office space and we could not afford office space. Right. And so I made an appointment and I, on everywhere on the street. I wanted to be on Shawnee Mission Parkway. I made an appointment up and down Shawnee Mission Parkway with every open office, office space that I knew I could afford probably in the next six months. And I asked every single one of them if I could do their social media and, and I would get free office space. They all told me no. Where I think most people would have not got to that level. But I like to push it just a little bit farther. So the next week I called to follow up and one guy said, yes, he said, I can't get you out of my head. That guy now ended up selling that building and is now going to be our, our landlord at our new building because I developed such a strong relationship. I wanted to go to central exchange because I knew there was women in there I could never get in front of at the very beginning. And it was like a hundred dollars a month, which is huge when you're starting a company. And so I couldn't afford that. So I had called, tried to, they had a new CEO had called, tried to set up an appointment with her. Couldn't get through to her. So I just showed up and found her office and said, Hey, I just want to set an appointment with you. I don't want to take up your time now, but I just want to talk about giving you a free website. And of course, she's going to say yes to a free website because she was brand new. They weren't budgeted for a website, it was a bad website. I knew all that going in. I was able to develop this corporate partnership where now, to this day, all of my employees go to CX as part of our corporate partnership. But I just kept asking questions that I don't think most people would have asked cuz they weren't comfortable and I just knew at all times the worst they could say is no and I'd just go on to the next thing. So that's my probably my
1: number 1 tip.
0: No s- is just the beginning of a negotiation.
1: Yeah, and I'm yeah. in the same boat with you though. Like, I mean, I've made a living just asking yeah. I mean, and... But it's so
2: uncomfortable for some people.
1: Well, we were talking about that before but for salespeople because salespeople just usually suck at asking for a sale. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, and what's... I mean, the funny thing about that part too is that you're clearly in the meeting or they're in your store or wherever you're at. Like, they're there. They understand that you're trying to sell something. Yeah. But we get develop this very, like, strange short-term uh, affinity with that person and we think that it's all personal and we don't want to offend them. Right. And you know, I, I think also in the whole exploration of learning and mentorship or whatever, like like you said, just ask. Yeah. And, and you know, especially if it's someone that you look up to or you want some advice from, it is so easy to get people. Well, look at our bookings here at the podcast. It's not hard for us to get we just ask. in. We ask just people ask, to come be a asks. guest. And yeah. and and also like making it easy to like that was the new thing, like the booking link. Yeah. You know, sending out the invite and it has it has directions in it. It's it and it answers some common questions like, "What will we talk about?" Like, you know, blah 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 yeah. blah, blah blah. What are some facts about it? Will Watson have his shirt on?
2: <laughs> that was my number one FAQ.
1: FAQ. Yeah, you guys got put
2: at the top of the FAQ.
1: I'm gonna actually put a picture of Matt with his shirt off in the intro emails, and then it's game over. Everybody will show up.
2: There'll be like a lineup. Actually,
1: you know what? I feel like if we do that, we won't. They won't have as much of a reason to show up. <laughs> So, yeah, that's but, like
2: a, the more intimate part of coming.
1: Mm. Okay, so thank you. Yeah, no where problem. can we learn more about your company, Lily Yes.
2: Okay,
1: you're on social media as Lily and James.
2: Yeah, the company's on there as and James Creative. I am on LinkedIn as Aaron A A R O N, like a boy. Right. Folk F U L K, like a bad word with an L.
1: Oh, I see. I don't
2: know how clean your pocket
1: is. You can say Folk you. Okay,
2: Folk you. I've never heard it. It's first you time.
0: Can, yeah, you can. <laughs> I like your shirt, by the way. What does your shirt say?
2: It says, I'm a rock and Wonder Woman.
0: I like that. Oh, I thought it said, I'm fucking Wonder Woman. Oh, I wish it was. Because, <laughs> you know, you didn't have your blouse open all the way there.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: It's a blazer. <laughs> a blazer. Let's, let's, just, <laughs> this has, this let's just clarify that. I can just see
0: the C-K-I-N. It said, I'm... I'm in Wonder Woman. That's all I saw. I
2: ordered a Wonder Woman full length skirt when I was a couple of glasses of wine in, and it showed up with this t shirt. Nice. nice.
1: So,
2: so I'm not sure like... where I'm going to wear the Wonder Woman skirt that yeah. I ordered, but I,
1: I have been admiring your pink blazer throughout the show.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Pink everything at our office. Wait, just wait. You're coming today. Yeah. All hot pink everything.
1: Oh, wow. yeah, That's interesting. Including your nails, by the way. (laughs) I really like pink. Thank you for bringing a little flavor and cool t-shirts to the show. (laughs) Well, we got to get out of here. So check out lilyandjamescreative.com, lilyandjamescreative on Instagram, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-F-U-L-K on LinkedIn, and see if you can let them help you figure some stuff out. See you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit StartupHustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.